to the Prophecy Club. We're going to be talking about the test. That's right, the ultimate test, the test that we are all about to face, and that is facing the beast going into the tribulation. This past Sunday, there was a group of protesters, the BLM boys, at a Grace Baptist Church, and it was recorded, and this is part of what it sounded like. This is where a woman with a baby in her arms and another little small child in tow walks into the church. And you look in the background, a police car is driving by slowly, but it does not stop. No police come to help. Now, if you think this is annoying on radio, try to imagine being there because there's three people with these big bullhorns that are electrically powered, and you can probably hear them for three or four blocks away, but there's three of them, three of them putting them right up to the pastor's ear, which, by the way, a black pastor, at least it looked like there, a black pastor, a mixed church, and these people have three bullhorns. They're hollering into the bullhorns, which are right up to the pastor's ear. What would you do? Would you have the patience to stand there and take it? Save those kids! 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 See, this is not about the color of anyone's skin. This is about hate versus love. This is the first installment of many people coming against churches that the prophecies say will eventually be burning churches down and beating up and cutting down their pulpits and smashing them to pieces. And what kids are they talking about that need to be saved? Apparently it was because a woman walked in with a baby in arms and another in tow. This is why they're saying, save those kids. This is a nation in the process of falling. This is just the beginning. It's going to get much worse. And this is the reason becoming an overcomer is not going to be easy. And that's the reason being an overcomer, seeing the beast, hearing the beast, but resisting the beast is going to get the very best blessings in heaven. Save those kids. Save those kids. We care about no baby.
You're not supposed to block the church this was part of the email that was sent to me. Watch how BLM heckles, berates, and attempts to block parishioners from entering the Grace Baptist Church, so much so that the men of the church have to block and protect the congregants and their house of worship. When will BLM be declared a terror group? Well, I'd say this, but it's going to get worse. Let me refresh your memory. Just yesterday, or maybe the day before, I read part of this, but in light of what is coming, I think I need to read this part again. This comes to us from Pastor Dana Covert. This comes to us from Pastor Coverstone. He says, Then I saw pulpits being chopped up with axes. I saw big, old wooden pulpits being chopped up to pieces. I saw plexiglass pulpits being hammered to pieces. I saw Christians in chains. I saw them being publicly ridiculed, publicly assaulted, because their ideas were old-fashioned and needed to go. Then I heard a cry that I have heard for six months, but there was something added to it. I heard, brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself, and endure to the end. Well, I think that's a message for us all. Endure to the end. In other words, we need to set our jaw. We are going to start saying this in our churches, in our homes. Okay, so how do we react? What's going on? Well, first of all, let me give you the positive part of it. Let's talk about the very, very best blessings that we get for overcoming the beast. Now, there's a difference between overcoming the New Testament versus overcoming the definition of what Revelation says. So what is the difference between a New Testament and a Revelation overcomer? In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. First John 5, 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Notice it says the world. It didn't say the beast. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? That's overcoming the world, but that is not what Revelation is talking about. Revelation is talking about overcoming the beast. You see, the tests are about to increase. Okay, so now let's back up. Let's go back to Revelation 2.7. And I'm going to skip part of this to make a point, or I'd be here all day long. First of all, these are the very best blessings we get for overcoming, because I believe that if you're hearing my voice right now, you're going to be part of those that will be given the opportunity to see the beast and to overcome the beast. Anyway, Revelation 2.7 says, He that overcometh will a grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God, and there will not be heard of the second death. They will be given to eat the hidden manna and a white stone, and in the stone a new name, new name written, which no man knowing, save he that receiveth it. He that overcometh and keepeth my works to the end, here comes the morning star part. To him will I give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. In other words, these are the people that will be the morning star judges, those people that if any one of the nations breaks the law, the morning star judge shows up at the speed of thought, hits them with a morning star, they fall to the ground and pile up ashes and bones, destroying both body and soul. That's what it's talking about. I will give him power over the nations. The nations are those people that did not take the mark of the beast. 
but they didn't receive Jesus either. They are the corners not harvested. And he should rule them with the rod of iron. And as the vessels of a potter, they should be broken to shivers. In other words, they fall to in a pile of ashes and bones. Even as I received to my father, and I will give him the morning star. They will be clothed in white raiment. He's going to make us a pillar in the temple of his God, and we will go no more out. In other words, those people, that overcomers, we get to live in the golden city, and we never have to leave. Now, other people that aren't overcomers, they have to leave. But we get to live there eternally if we're an overcomer. They shall go no more out. I'll write upon him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I'll write upon him my new name. So Jesus will write upon us the name of his God, the name New Jerusalem, and a new name. That's all part of it. There's more, though. I will also grant him to sit with me in my throne. In other words, we actually get to sit on the throne of Jesus. Do you believe that? Isn't that awesome? Well, it's awesome for a reason. We're about to talk about that reason. Even as I also overcame and sat down with my father in his throne, he that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Now, that sounds real good. But the things that it takes to get there, not so easy. So let's talk about some of those things. Let's go to Revelation 2.1. This is talking about the letter to the church of Ephesus. Now, I need to explain. Revelation chapter 2 and 3 all talk about the seven churches. And it's talking about a letter that was written to these seven churches. And literally, they were seven churches back in 70 AD when John got the book of Revelation. But there's also seven spirits, seven angels over those seven churches. And those seven angels are still alive, meaning those same churches, the spirit of those churches, are still organized. They are still meeting today. And I can show you that in Scripture. And it's, it speaks a blessing, but it also speaks things that they need to correct. Because in every one of us, I think there's things that the Lord is pleased with. Uh, but there's also some, some things he'd say, but this I have against you, some things we need to change. By the way, if you ever want to hear God, if you doubt whether he's hearing you, he will answer this prayer. You pray this prayer. I'll guarantee you, you will get an answer. You might not like it, <laughs> but you will get an answer. Here it is. Lord, if there's anything you'd like me to change, just show me in Jesus' name. And then get ready. <laughs> For the next two weeks after I prayed that prayer, I was on my face repenting almost constantly. Okay, anyway, let's go. Under the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand. Those are the angels of the seven churches. Who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Those are the seven churches. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience. Meaning, he wants us to work for him, to labor and to have patience. Now, if you listen to my sermon this past Sunday, I talked about what is the difference between modern patience. What we talk about today is holding our tongue or not getting mad or something like that. Whereas patience, according to Revelation, is don't quit Jesus. Three words. Don't quit Jesus. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, meaning that this church was serving the Lord, a lot of labor, and was not giving up, was not quitting. And how thou canst not bear them which are evil. He likes that. That's good. And thou hast tried them which say they're apostles and are not as found them liars. Well, there's still some of that goes on today. A lot of people step forward and say, God told me. Well, no, he didn't. 
<laughs> I've seen Leslie dress somebody down before. Well, God told me, no, he didn't. And she will stop him right there and say, no, he didn't. He did not say that. And you should see them shut up because they know that that's the word of the Lord speaking. Now let's go to Revelation 2.8. And the angel of the Lord of Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, that would be Jesus, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. Now, here's a church that is still working, but they're in a tribulation. Tribulation means pressure. And they don't have very much money. But he says, But thou art rich. I know the blasphemy in those that say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Those are your deep state, your Moloch, your ball worshipers that Donald Trump is fighting today, trying to arrest these people. That same spirit, those same people are still alive today, still saying that they are Jews, but they are not. And that's one of the reasons the Jews get such a bad name is because these people that are not sons of Abraham, say they are, and they do some really, really, really bad things, and they call themselves Jews. They act like Jews, dress like Jews, call themselves Jews, even name themselves Jewish names, but they're not Jews. So not everybody that says they're Jew, that's bad people, is necessarily a Jew. Verse 10, fear none of those things. Oh, we better hear this. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. That's probably a good one to memorize. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days, but be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. That doesn't sound much like a pre-trib rapture, does it? Sounds just like what Pastor Dana Coverstone was told, endure to the end, doesn't it? I think it's kind of funny that a lot of these pre-tribbers, I mean, like Maurice Scalar, I love him to pieces, such a sweetheart, him and his wife are sweetheart, sweetheart people, but he's a pre-tribber. <laughs> One day at lunch, he said, you know, a lot of people will come to me and say, how do you continue to believe in pre-trib when these visions you get all are really speaking about a post-trib? <laughs> well, I, you know, God will deal with that. I still love him. It's not a problem. Being a pre-trib to me does not bother me a bit. I mean, I know the truth. And so there, to me, there's not an argument. There's no question. Anyway, let's go on. Okay, so fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. So that's Jesus. Yes, he's telling the church of Smyrna, Smyrna that they're going to suffer tribulation. They're going to they're be a test. But it's really also talking to all of us. See, all of these seven churches are all advice to all of us. Revelation 2.12. And to the angel of the church of Pergamos write, these things saith he that hath a sharp sword with two edges, that would be Jesus, that's the morning star. I know thy works, and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is. And thou holdest fast my name, is not denied my faith, even in those days where Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you where Satan dwelleth. He's saying that even if people are slain in front of you, it means hold fast his name, do not deny his faith. That's the message it's saying. Even when other brothers and sisters are slain in front of us, and that's probably going to happen to probably many people that are listening to my voice. As a matter of fact, probably if there has to be a group of people in the world right now that is probably the most resistant to Satan, it would have to be people that listen to Prophecy Club because you are prepared. You are an enemy to Satan and especially the beast when he arrives. Okay, so he says, stick with me. Don't quit. Keep patience. Okay, now let's go to Revelation 2.8. To the angel of the church of Thyatira write, 
These things saith the Son of God, who hath eyes unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works, and the charity, and service, and faith, and patience, and thy works. And the last to be more than the first, meaning that they were increasing, doing more and more and more and more. But they not only had works, but they had charity, meaning that they were giving, they were helping, they were serving, they had faith, they had patience, they had a lot of things. But then, of course, he goes in to point out some things that they were not doing correctly, which we want to make certain that we are not doing. So he says, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed to idols. I gave her a space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed. Now listen to this part. And them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation. See, these churches, yes, they were alive and well and working some 2,000 years ago. But the spirit of those churches is still alive in those same seven churches today, which is the reason it says that commit adultery with her into great tribulation. I will send them into great tribulation. In other words, this same church is still allowing this same thing happening today, and he wants them to stop it. Stop these people that are calling themselves prophets that are not, that are teaching people that fornication is okay. Stop it, stop it, stop it. That's what he's saying. He goes on to say, here's what's going to happen if you don't. I will kill her children with death. Okay, is there any problems with our health in America? Yeah, you know, we're the wealthiest nation on earth, but we're also the sickest. Hmm. I will kill her children with death, and all of the churches shall know that I am he that searches the reins, that means the inner parts, and the hearts, and I will give to every one of you according to your works. Many times he says, I'm going to give to you according to your works. Revelation 3, 1, under the angel of the church of Sardis, right? These things saith he that have the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest, and art dead. Ooh, yeah. Here's a church that's dead. He goes into ripping them up pretty good, but I want to get on to the next one because this is talking about us, this last church age. Revelation 3.14. Under the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness and the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. I counsel of thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. And the hang on, let's stop right there. What fire is he talking about? See, this is the seventh church. This is the church. I mean, the spirit-wise, they all get to see the return of Jesus. But this is the last church. This is the church that in the physical is still going at this time when Jesus returns. And that's the reason he says, I counsel thee to buy me gold, try in the fire. That's talking about the morning star when Jesus returns on the Feast of Trumpets. And in the evening they are, in the morning they are not. This is when he, in a moment, 
in the twinkling of an eye burns all of the tares, and we get our glorified bodies. When the tares have fallen to the ground and piles of ashes and bones around the globe, it goes all his his morning star goes all the way to the center of the earth. The hills melt like wax to the presence of the Lord. The hills melt like water running down a steep place. This is when he arises to shake the earth terribly. This is when every mountain falls, every valley fills in. There's no more sea, and in a moment, boom, all of a sudden, all of the evil is gone, and out of our belly flows rivers of living water, and at that moment, we get a light body that lives forever. It all happens just that quick. That's the reason he says, I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. That's the fire of the morning star, that thou mayest be rich in white raiment. In other words, that's when we get our white wedding garments, if we didn't get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb about four months earlier. That thou mayest be rich in white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and the shame and the nakedness do not appear. And knowing thine eyes with thy side, that thou mayest see, as many as I love are rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. And that's why, if you think you need to hear from God, you're not hearing from God. Okay, here's the prayer. Lord, what would you like to change in me? What do you think I'm doing wrong? What needs to change, Lord? And boy, are you about to hear from God. (laughs) Speaking of that, I got an email saying, what do I have to do to get closer to God? I said, well, repent, clean up. And then start some fasting. Try at least a three-day fast, nothing but water. And again, don't hurt yourself. Still take uh, your prescription or whatever. But a three-day fast is a good place to start. If you still don't hear anything, go to a a one-week fast. Still don't hear anything, go to a three-week fast. Fast until you hear God. I remember the first time I did a long fast, which was a seven-day fast, Dimitri had just died, and I was very upset because I thought Dimitri was going to lead us through all of this trouble ahead, and all of a sudden, now he dies. So I was upset. I went out to a little cabin out in the woods, and I I just did nothing but distilled water for one week. I mean, nothing but distilled water. And on the morning of the sixth day, I woke up into this vision. I was standing on a parking lot. I can remember it as if I was there right now. I was standing on a parking lot. I believe it was Kansas City at the Kansas City Chiefs Stadium. And I knew that I had just come from a TV interview where they were asking me about miracles. Why is it you have so many miracles in your meetings and what's going on? And the motivation of the TV station was to get people to come to our meeting because they knew that people came to our meeting would be, you know, like their license plates checked and things like this because they wanted to find out who the true Christians were. But that's okay because the people that were coming, coming because they wanted Jesus, they wanted miracles. And I was standing out in the parking lot and I could see probably 20 miles away and I could see cars coming just back to back to back, just lined up. The whole parking lot was filling up. I knew that I was in charge. I'd organized the meeting, that I would be one of several speakers at the meeting. And I knew that people would be coming down out of those seats, falling on their knees, big tears in their eyes, giving their hearts to Jesus. And if I have to say, brothers and sisters, if you might say, Stan, why do you continue to carry Dimitri's message when just about nobody else has? 32 years since 1987, you've been carrying it. Why, why, why would you carry it so long? And I'll tell you why, because I want to see the day when they come out of those sports stadiums. I want to see the day when they run down those aisles and they fall on their face saying, Jesus, forgive me. I want to be there. I want to be a part of that. And I believe you do too. And that's the reason this sevenfold miracle crusade is so important. Sorry, I have to tell you now that it is full, but we are still taking some um, so, some waiting lists. We still have a waiting list. 
I think you need to probably call 785-266-1112 to be put on the waiting list. 785-266-1112 to put you on the waiting list for either A or B. By my understanding, it is full, but that's okay. This particular sevenfold meeting crusade, I don't think it's going to be the same one as the future ones that are held in sports stadiums. Those are going to be for the masses. This one is for training to make people to help and to work and to serve in those sevenfold miracle crusades in the sports stadiums. But I do believe it's all getting very close, all these things we've been talking about. And I think the point of today's program is the test is coming. But after we pass the test, and we will, then we will have a testimony. We will have crowns and wedding garments and garments and mantles and things that we, the mind of man has not conceived of what God has laid up for those that love him. It is going to be very, very, very good in heaven. When a nuclear device is detonated, the wind blows the dust settling on everything around you. Then you breathe, eat, or absorb radioactive iodine, which then kills your thyroid and kills you. A simple fix is to immediately take potassium iodate pills, which flood your thyroid with good iodine, keeping the radioactive iodine out. You need one bottle per person per exposure for everyone from infant to adult. Ten bottles available for a gift of $225 or $25 per bottle at prophecyclub.com. Shelf life from five to eight years, potentially more if you refrigerate or freeze it. That's prophecyclub.com potassium iodate pills. As you know, I make many broadcasts referring to a list of dreams, visions, audible voices, I believe, are from God, given to Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Groover, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Maurice Scalar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, Bree Keaton, and more. Now, you can have your very own copy. It's called God's Warnings to America. One for 20, five for 30, 10 for 55 at prophecyclub.com. God's Warnings to America at prophecyclub.com. Emergency food is almost sold out everywhere. However, because of our relationship with HeavensHarvest.com, they have made an entire truckload available to Prophecy Club in a few weeks where others are totally out or waiting for months. They have all sorts of emergency supplies and food at HeavensHarvest.com. Their food comes in square stackable buckets, breakfast, entree, protein, fruits and vegetables. HeavensHarvest.com makes it easy to order. I recommend you have at least 12 months of food for each person in your family. Receive a free box of heirloom seeds when you enter the promo code STAN. That's HeavensHarvest.com, promo code S-T-A-N. HeavensHarvest.com, promo code STAN. I also just learned that Heaven's Harvest has more food in stock. That's right. Freeze-dried, the coveted freeze-dried food in stock at HeavensHarvest.com. And if you put the promo code in STAN, it helps your Prophecy Club, and it also gets you a packet of heirloom seeds free. HeavensHarvest.com, promo code STAN, S-T-A-N, HeavensHarvest.com, STAN. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. God showed me a single word, first fruits, is a secret door found in Revelation and Leviticus. When linked together, the end-time events can be placed in chronological order. For the first time, we can know what feast Jesus returns on, the feast for the judgment seat of Christ on the great white throne, and the feast upon which the wheat is resurrected, and on the day the new Jerusalem comes down to earth. One prophetic word said, 
There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open unto you. It will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Don't get one for $20. Instead, get five for 30 or 10 for 55 The secret door to understand Bible prophecy at prophecyclub.com. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I was shown a secret door linking the feasts to the prophecies of Revelation. For the first time, the book of Revelation can be put in correct chronological order. You can understand Bible prophecy. One for 20, five for 30, 10 for 55. What is the most important information to every beating heart on the globe? After except Jesus, it would be don't take the mark of the beast. Those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but are tormented in the lake of fire and brimstone for eternity. How do you tell them? Give them, miss the mark. One for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 40. Over the past 32 years, I've collected the best 101 prophecies from Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Gruber, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Marie Sklar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, and more. It's called God's Warnings for America. One for 20, five for 30, 10 for 55. My new book is called Tribulation Secrets in Daniel because that's what it does. It shows you the part of Daniel you need to know being you're about to be a tribulation saint and will desperately need to know and understand about the last days you live in. One for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 40 at prophecyclub.com, prophecyclub.com. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is owned by a prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k, so tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. At WatchProphecyClub.com, you can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200. At WatchProphecyClub.com, click like, share, and subscribe. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support.